Greg Kelly Show. Here we are. Waking up in New York City where Donald Trump, you know, it's amazing. He commutes. He commutes from the campaign trail. Everybody else has to stay at the uh, Motel 6 by the airport. Uh, he gets the hell out of there and comes back to New York City or Mar-a-Lago. And right now he is in court at that phony E. Jean Carroll case. Um, yeah. You want to hear what a nut job she is? All right. Look, I got to get back to that. You know, So much of our time. Unfortunately, I mean, it has to be done. We are in defense mode, but by defense, we can also be going on offense, right? Because these cases, these efforts against Trump just exposes their corruption and how they propped up this poor, dilapidated, decrepit, insane woman. What's her name again? E. Jean Carroll, right? That this person, that they didn't laugh her out of the law office or they didn't just see her as some floozy hanging out at a party, that's where she actually got picked up by George Conway and Reed Hoffman. They saw this nut job hanging around a party telling tall tales. Oh, I know so. Well, listen to this. Cut 15, please. This is the super cut for E. Jean Carroll, Donald Trump's accuser. And guess what? Today, he is Ill, he's <laughs> compelled to not. He is not allowed to say that this person is full of it. He can't say it. He can't say he disagrees with her. He can't call her a liar. He can't do anything. He's just got to, according to the judge, sit there and take it from this person. No way. Cut 15. Charge against Donald no. Trump for this. Why not? I would find it disrespectful to the women who are down on the who are being raped around the clock down there. But down there and for the women, actually, around the world. And it was all fairly playful. Um, oh, it was charming. It was yes. exciting. Remember what Donald Trump was like in 95, 96. On the counter were these fancy lingerie boxes that they used to have back in the 90s. Yeah. You wore lingerie in the 90s, I'll bet, Joy. Well, he didn't suggest it. He shouted it. He shouted Lingerie. Lingerie. He may have shouted underwear. Yeah. I, you okay. Know, okay. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? No, you... I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared, okay. Totally, and I put my life on the line. Do you think that you're going... Well, hold on a second. What do you mean you've put your life on the line? Well, people have told me I have to be careful. You've gotten death threats. I am not looking at death threats. I have the idea that I'm going to make him put it on over his pants. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. You see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on? Yeah. I guess my question is... is could there be any DNA on there? I have no there? idea. I do not know if the president ejaculated. I have no idea. Lawrence, I wish I had said, I wish I said, I'll tell you my age if you show me your tax returns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been helpful uh, now. Well, so I'm holding my handbag like the. The only reason I know I'm holding my handbag is because... I discovered it in my hand when I got to the street. The statement that he said, which he's just made, which is, she's not my type number one. That was the number one thing. I love that I'm not his type. I'm an archer. I have bows and arrows, you know. I, yeah, fine. I think there's just two. Never mind. Never mind. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll... All she has is that gibberish. All she has is that crap. All right? That crap and her story, and she doesn't know when it happened, 1994, 1995, 1996. 
Uh, and this is this is happening again right now. Donald Trump is in court in the same room as this woman right now. And given the corrupt system, when he goes on the stand today, the the goose has already been cooked. They have found him guilty. They say that he sexually assaulted her. There's not a shred of evidence. Zero. None. None. Absolutely none. Tara Reid. There's a ton. Tara Reid is the woman. Nobody knows who she is, who accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her at the Capitol in 1993. She's got a month. She's got a year. She's got a location. And she actually was on the staff of Joe Biden. That's a matter of public record. She can establish it. She can establish nothing. So you see, talk about two tier system of justice, which I don't like that phrase. It doesn't do the system. It doesn't do the injustice justice. Okay. It's just so offensive. And where's the American Bar Association? Where is the American Civil Liberties Association? You know, this could very easily be a black teenager. Okay. Now, where would all those people be? Right. Appropriately so, they'd be standing up and saying this is wrong. Well, it's wrong when it happens to anybody, including a rich white man. And can I say, yeah, ask something? Nikki Haley, she really doesn't like good old boys. She hates good old boys. There's a big chapter in her book how she took on the good old boys. Yeah, I'm not a good old boy. I'm a, you know, I'm a brown girl. I, I, I just, I just want people to be people. And I had to look it up. What does good old boy mean? You know, because she is always railing about the good old boys in South Carolina. You know what good old boy means? It's it's a colloquialism, I guess, right? It's a it's a term. It's a term of art. It means a trustworthy fellow who's down to earth. How about that? What's wrong with being a good old boy? Nothing. Except in today's woke world, and we're seeing just how woke and weird Nikki is. Oh, boy. And there is something up with her husband being off uh, in a quote-unquote war zone for a year right now. She's running for president. Her husband, and oh, by the way, there have been, well, talk about public record. Uh, there are fellows out there who have gone on, who have under oath have said that they have fooled around with Nikki while she was married. Now, by the way, that's not a disqualifier, but I think it should be covered, Right. A lot of people, I mean, it's just, it happens to human beings. Doesn't happen to human beings too often where they sign affidavits alleging it. These guys, boy, oh boy, they like jilted ex-lovers, but they, they, you can, they're out there. There are two guys who work in South Carolina politics who said Nikki Haley was hooking up with, with them while she was married to this guy. It's unclear what his name is. Is it Bill Haley or Michael Haley? Um, is 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 his name is Bill, but she changed it to Michael. She says, "You look like a Michael. We're going to call you Michael." And he's like, "Okay, I don't know, I don't know." <laughs> so he's over there. I've looked it up. The past fifty elections, right? You always have the spouse out there campaigning. You always have the spouse in Iowa or New Hampshire campaigning, slugging it out, right? You know, supporting her husband or supporting his wife, like Bill Clinton did for Hillary. This guy, Michael Haley, Bill Haley, I guess he didn't want to be Bill Haley in the comments, right? Is that a thing? Does anybody remember that? Rock around the clock was Bill Haley in the comments. All right. Anyway, he's off in a quote-unquote war zone. Now, I've been to that war zone. It's not really a war zone. It's Djibouti. It's the Horn of Africa. I looked it up. He joined the military when he was 36 years old. Um, You join the military when you're 18. 
You join the military when you're 22. You don't join the military when you're 36. And what was going on in 2006? That's when he joined. Well, a couple of things. Iraq was a disaster, right? Total disaster. Afghanistan had fallen off the map. Nobody was talking Afghanistan. It was kind of a stalemate. It was just there. Iraq was sucking up all the resources. You wake up when you're 36 years old and you say, with two kids, by the way, two young kids, I'm going to war for a year. That's a little, um, that's a little weird. Fine. Here's what I think happened. Uh, well, this is part of what happened. Nikki Haley ran for governor in 2010. Nikki Haley was thinking about uh, running for governor in 2006, most likely, right? It's not like she just decided one weekend in 2010 to run for governor. This is something years in the making. It would be great if my spouse were a military spouse. And oh, by the way, if I'm in charge of the National Guard in South Carolina, that's good for you, Bill. I mean, Michael. Right? Isn't that just possible? I, I actually don't have a problem with that. People join the military for a lot of different reasons. Some people, you know, you may have heard the story. The judge tells the young man, you're either going to join the Marines or you're going to jail. All right. Some people join for the college scholarships. Some people join for the cool uniforms. Some people join because they live in some middle of nowhere town and they want to see the world. Some people join. They want to learn how to fly. Some people join. They want to shoot guns. Some people join. They want to they want to go to war. Some people join. Uh, they got nothing else going on. It's just a million different reasons. And some people join. Because, hey, this will be this will be helpful if I ever have a political career. I understand that. I mean, I, I join for a lot of different reasons. Anyway, at the same time, it's okay to say this stuff. It's okay because I'm already getting heat. How dare you question this man? He's in harm's way. You know what? We have to be good at questioning people in uniform and in positions of power. All right? Whatever those positions are. Whether those are positions of uh, whether it's a general, a four star general, or whether it's uh, Nikki Haley, who's using race, gender and this National Guard stint to fortify herself against criticism. Something is weird about the arrangement. One year. He's one year over there at 36. What's his rank? A major. That's a little it's just it's a little bit odd. And, you know, when we deify People in uniform, that is borderline fascism. And when we pay too much respect to those in uniform, it blows up in our face. And here are two great examples. Colin Powell. I like Colin Powell. I got a kick out of him. He was from the Bronx. I went to college in the Bronx. He talked about eating at White Castle when he was going to CCNY. I thought he was great. He didn't go to an Ivy League school. He was so articulate at those uh, Gulf War briefings. He uh, was Ronald Reagan's national security advisor. He seemed to get by not on race, but on sheer ability and hard work. I like the guy. And then uh, he gets a little bit carried away with himself. He's chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's going to run for president. I'm not going to run for president. Maybe I'll run for president. He decides not to run for president, but he becomes a king, a king. He doesn't even need the uniform. He's a king, secretary of state. He gives in on Iraq. He knew he shouldn't have invaded Iraq, but he goes to the U.N. with all of his prestige, with all of his clout, and says, we have to invade Iraq, and gets the whole world to sign on board for that crummy war. I actually asked Colin Powell about this. He got visibly uncomfortable during the interview. I could tell 
he didn't he, he had a problem with this. I mean, he did it. He helped he helped give us the Iraq war. That's his major contribution. It's his major if Colin Powell were chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in Gulf War One, they would have had some other general. All right. It just he did not. It's it was no big deal that he was there. Anyway, what am I saying? Um, oh, yeah. So he turned around and he endorsed every Democrat. I'm a Republican, but I'm endorsing a Democrat. He endorsed Hillary. He endorsed Barack. He endorsed uh, Joe Biden. Every election. He was the Republican soldier, but he endorsed Democrats. And because we gave him all that credit, all that clout, it was actually significant. General Mark Milley, right? He's in uniform. You can't say anything. Well, we, we see we see what he did. Uh, he helped us lose in Afghanistan, and he actively helped destroy the military. And I look back, and I see all those generals and admirals lying to us. I mean, we haven't been told the straight truth by that Pentagon <laughs> ever. Were we told the truth about Vietnam? Were we told the truth about Afghanistan and Iraq? We don't get told the truth by these people. So enough with the, oh, there must be, uh, thank you for your service. I don't want to hear that anymore. All right. I don't want to hear it anymore because it's too easy. It lets it lets us off the hook. It lets them off the hook. It is. I I'm just uncomfortable because we are on our way to a fascist state. All right. That brings me back to Michael Haley. What is the real deal? Hey, he's not a bad guy. I'm sure I already said people join the military for all kinds of reasons, but it's. This is the biggest moment of her life, and that guy is overseas, and I don't think he has to be. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. I'm looking at Eric Adams dancing his ass off like a pimp in the middle of the day at some club in the club. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Just got this from Curtis. He noticed it. Some guy at the Daily News is, hey, they're finally taking a real look at this guy, this bum pretending to be the mayor, just having a tie time, man. More video of the mayor at his State of the City after party here dancing with First Deputy Mayor Sheena Wright. This party took place in the middle of the day at Zona de Cuba, a restaurant owned by one-time Republican mayoral candidate Fernando Mateo. Hmm. Fernando. (laughs) Fernando. Imagine that, huh? Hmm. Um, Wow. He's rolling like a pimp, right, with those ludicrous clothes. He doesn't give a damn. Just put him 
put his face on the TV, just go to the party, rolling like a gangster, huh? Ewick, Ewick, Ewick. You don't deserve the job. You didn't really get the job, right? All right? 200,000 people voted for this guy on the last day of school. You know, we used to have, like, you know, citywide referendums, citywide, right, up or down. Look at the numbers that Giuliani got. Look at the numbers that Koch got. All right, we're talking million, 1.2 million. This is this is pathetic. The last day of school is the primary, huh? What is his latest slogan? Uh, jobs, uh, jobs up, crime down, right? Are you crazy? Have you been to a CVS? Have you been to a Walgreens? Hmm? Have you walked down the street? You can feel it and you can see it. Good luck buying a <laughs> buying some jelly beans. Uh, Carmine, hello. Hi, Greg. I had a dream last night. I wanted to share with you. Um, uh, really uh, no clue that. Is that necessary? Could it, you're going to like it. Well, I, you were at the inauguration of Donald Trump's 47th president of the United States, and he shook your hand and he says, "Greg, you deserved your seat here. You've earned it." Well, uh, uh, I probably will be invited, but I will politely decline. I don't feel like going. I'm telling you, I've been to an inauguration before. It is a pain in the neck. It is totally crowded. It's overwhelming. It's just, uh, I'd rather watch it on TV. It's like going to a game. You know, it's like going to a football game. Really, do you need to go? You just watch it on television. You have much greater situational awareness. Uh, you're comfortable. You don't have to wait on lines. You know, if you have to go to the bathroom, you know what to do and where to go. You don't know what I mean? I don't know if I, I'd really be into that. Strangely enough, I asked somebody... I know this is kind of surprising because a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have said that. But now, I, yeah, that's my answer, Carmine. I don't want to. You could go instead of me, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you, pal. Um, let's do one more. Eric in the Bronx. Yes, Greg. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Two things I'd like to bring up. You already handled one, but Iran could be handled very easily with a three-week shock and awe campaign. Now, as to Nikki Haley, you touched on a lot of it, but the bottom line is she exploited her husband's military service. And you being a military man, I'm sure you're aware of the number of soldiers that and females that have gotten Dear John, Dear Jane letters or emails and phone calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that, Eric. It does happen. Hey, do me a favor. Stand by. Uh, good stuff. I'm laden. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. What's up, New York? This is your mayor, Eric Adams, in the city that's so pretty. I am cute in my suit. I just ate a vegan meal. Oh, wow, I'm the mayor. Can you believe it? Oh, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. Did you know that I was I was beat by a cop in 1972, but now I'm the top cop, eh? Only in America. <laughs> I had to work on my Eric Adams impression. I think that was I think that was significantly better. It's not it it, it needs work, but it was significantly better than what I did a few moments ago. All right, uh, there is the factor of the Dear John letter, right? When you're at boot camp, when you're in the military, you know you, you got some girl at home. And uh, once you're out of there for more than a month, they find something else to do. All right. It's just, now, there's less of that now because there's more connectivity than ever before. 
too much connectivity. Can you imagine you're fighting a war in Afghanistan and you're getting emails from back home about even text messages from back home about little stuff, faucet breaking, you know, just dumb household stuff. And you're out there fighting war too much connectivity. Um, Eric, it sounded to me like you were speaking from experience. What were you saying about Nikki Haley? Because I'm very suspicious about her in almost all aspects of what's going down right now. You were saying something about the Dear John letter and Nikki. What's that? Well, yeah. Uh, so she's explaining Hey, hold on that. a second. What would yes. you think of my Eric Adams impression? It was great. I was laughing. All right, good, good, good. You, hey, I hope your wish comes true that this clown is indicted and he does not complete is full term. I hope that wish comes true. It looks like totally. it's going to. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't pull that on uh, on New York. You can't live in New Jersey and become the mayor of New York City. All right, that's all. It's all going to catch up to him. All right, Eric. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, and De Blasio as well. Also, so as I was saying, I think this is a guy. Two times he's away, and two times she's having a fair on the down low. And like I said, there's been soldiers, male and females, that have killed themselves in country, okay, in country, or gone home and the house wasn't there anymore. It got sold out from underneath them. Uh, the bank accounts were empty. And, and her husband just conveniently. So how can you trust her to be president or anything? And, you know, we can't talk about Kennedy, Clinton, or Trump because of the things they have done. So, and Clinton made it like it's commonplace now. You know, it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. But the bottom line is you have to look at her. And, again, her husband is out putting his life on the line for the country, for her well-being, and she's cheating on well, him. Well, we don't we, we we don't know if she's fooling around now, and I don't think she's depleting any banking bank accounts. I, I you know I, I I don't know what's going on right now. I do know that. Look, I think it's a political arrangement, right? She's um, and 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 it's weird. He's fifty four, whatever. Oh, I mean, look, harm's way. I already told you about that. They got the big bases over there. You know, he's in he's in Djibouti. All right, he's not he's not in North Korea. I don't know. It's. I'm, I, I got mixed emotions about this. So, um, what did you mean about Bill Clinton, though? I mean, let's face it. Well, Bill you Clinton says, you know, it, you know, he, he didn't, well, he pointed that finger. I didn't have sex. And, all right, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we kind of, you know, so a lot of that stuff is unverifiable, right? It's just you don't know what the hell happens between two people when no one's looking. We don't know. It's very hard to look into anybody else's marriage, right? You know, we know that Trump is now on his third wife, and I hope they, they stay married or whatever. But we, you know, that's between married people and God. It really is. I can't, uh, although I will say this, Bill Clinton did do some damage to the country. He really did. And there I was in 1998 defending him, you know, I was a different person back then. I thought, well, you know, it's a, between two consenting adults and blah, 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 blah. Now, what what he did, that sent the message to a lot of men out there. Uh, it, it, it sent the wrong message. But do you know what I mean? I got to take a step back now again there, pal, and say I can't be too judgy on this stuff. I don't know what the hell's going down between Nikki and her husband or anybody else in there, wife, husband, whatever. And you know what I mean? So I think we got to kind of whatever. I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree. My point is that information is out there, and people need to look at it. That's And, again, you're right. It's between her and her husband. But the fact that he can go away and she can have two alleged affairs every time he's away, what kind of person is that? 
All right. We don't know if there's anything going on right now. And this stuff is in the public record. You know what? Hey, look, I remember where I was when I'm walking by uh, the newsstand. It was 1988. Big, big, big headlines. I was on Fordham Road about Donald Trump and every little step of his divorce, every little step, every little thing about um, that great woman that he uh, who was his second wife? Really nice lady. Oh, God. Why can't I think of her name? Marla Maples. Oh, what a beautiful woman inside and out. Really, really great person. And I think Melania, too. And I actually knew Ivana. This guy has great taste in women. Eric, uh, I thank you very, very much. Uh, great points. And we got to hear from, oh, gosh, doesn't Joe Biden know that he's got to, you know, he really should pull another basement campaign, right? He should, he should really be staying in the basement. Cut one. Corporate America found the cheapest labor in the world, and they sent the jobs to those laborers and sent the product back to us. But not anymore. We're building product here and shipping it overseas. (laughs) Buy America and build America. I mean it. And what's really important, you made sure the auto future of the world will be made in America. Oh, jeez. What the hell is wrong with him? Now, Donald Trump says Nikki Haley instead of Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Pelosi instead of Nikki Haley. And everybody goes bananas. And everybody's going bananas on me, by the way, because, you know, my theory. Right. He said Nikki Haley on purpose. So when people correct him, they'll have to say what he once said, that Nancy Pelosi was in charge of security on January 6th. And by the way, there should be arrests and there should be criminal investigations for the waste, fraud and abuse with that January 6th report. All of it. Government resources used uh, for that is um, is a total and complete scandal. All right. I'm getting a report from the court right now. It looks like Trump has not taken the stand. I hope he does. And I hope he, he gives it to that Judge Lyman, L-I-M-A-N. Lewis is the guy's first name, right? Judge Lewis Lyman. Wait, is that it? No, I'm sorry. That's it. Kaplan, Lewis Kaplan, Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, Kaplan, bad judge, really bad judge. And the media, you know, again, the lynch mob mentality, there there will be accountability someday. There will. It may happen a century from now. I don't know. But all of the lies and all of the all of the covering up they're doing for a Democrat almost every time in history when good historians look back. They see how out to lunch the contemporaneous press was at the time. You can't trust what's being written. You can't trust what's being shown. And I think the worst of the worst, I'll get back to that, but her name, her initials are Maggie Haberman. Um, Pete, you're in Selden, yes. Yeah, uh, Greg, I, uh, when I, what I wanted to talk to you about when I was a kid, my sisters used to all say the Hail Mary. Everybody knows it. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace. And the last line of that is, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Now, blessed is the this is the Hail Mary. My question is, why don't some of these politicians ask their opponents, would they give Mary the option of abortion? Jeez. That's one hell of a question, man. <laughs> Yikes. All right. I don't think... I don't think that's going to come up anytime soon. I think it's going to make a lot of people kind of uncomfortable. We don't want to, I don't want to think about Mary and that. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. All right. Well, Pete, if you run for office, you can do that. Um, 
you know, and and I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I I'm with you on the choice thing. By the way, I I saw this. What's it called? The Silent Scream. Anybody familiar with the Silent Scream? There's this guy, Doctor Nathanson. He died a few years ago. He was one of the biggest abortionists in the world, right? He killed something like, according to himself, according to him, like tens of thousands of babies at a clinic right here. He was a prime mover for the National Abortion Rights Action League. He made that thing happen. And then they came up with something. This is in the 1970s. He's, he's performing abortions. He's happy as a clam. And then they come up with something called ultrasound ultrasound right and you can see the baby inside the womb and then he realized oh my god i can see the baby reacting to the pain of the abortion and trying to escape you know they he actually describes the whole thing then the 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 septum and all these devices they use and and the suction and it's disgusting and it really breaks your heart when you actually see the baby inside the womb trying to flee the abortionist tools tries to get to the other side of the womb. It's it's really something. And this guy, Doctor Nathanson, had a total and complete conversion. He fell to his knees. He asked God for forgiveness and became one of the most outspoken and powerful pro-life advocates who ever lived. It's amazing what God can do. Uh, Dr. Nathanson is his name. I'm not sure of his first name. We'll come in. Are you familiar with what I just said, Pete? Uh, let, the thing I'd like to bring up is the very last thing Jesus Christ said on this planet when he was walking through his death. He was talking about the evils of abortion. He said, uh, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and your children. He goes on to say there will come a time. So he was looking into the future. All right, Pete. Will- I just said all that stuff. I was hoping you'd react to me, believe it or not. Uh, but it's okay that you're telling us. All right. And what did he say next? He said, uh, blessed are the barren wombs that didn't abort. Uh, blessed are the breasts that didn't uh, nurse. If you do these things in the green wood, what will happen in the dry? Those are the last things he said on, the, you know, on his way to his death. And I'm not a Bible guy. I just this is this is nothing wrong with being a Bible guy, Pete. Nothing wrong with being a Bible guy at all. And you sound like one to me. And uh, that's 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 a good thing. All right. Um, With that, I have to ex Trump advisor Peter Navarro sentenced for contempt of Congress in Capitol riot probe. This poor guy. Peter Navarro, former White House official Peter Navarro, was sentenced Thursday to four months behind bars for flouting a subpoena from the House Select Committee that investigated the 2021 Capitol riot. Navarro, 74, argued that he couldn't comply with the subpoena for his testimony and relevant documents because of executive privilege, but a D.C. jury convicted him in September of two counts of contempt of Congress. I haven't heard a word of contrition from Dr. Navarro since this case began, said U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta before imposing the penalty. That guy is a jerk. He's been really bad to January Sixers. The former presidential trade advisor made a plea for mercy, but Mehta still exceeded the mandatory minimum of two months incarceration. Navarro insisted to journalists as he arrived that he was the subject of a very important landmark constitutional case that is going to resolve important issues about the Constitution's separation of powers, as well as the integrity and 
efficiency of presidential decision making. The same courthouse will host former President Donald Trump's trial for challenging the results of the 2020 election ahead of the riot. (laughs) Right there, right there. It tells you something. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to contest an election. Al Gore did it and George W. Bush did it, right? Were they breaking the law? It's it's, that line right there. Uh, The trial is expected this year. You think? I don't know about that. Navarro, who is well known for advocating tariffs and a tougher economic approach toward China, was Trump's director of the White House Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy and left the post two weeks after the riot that disrupted certification of Biden's victory. Two weeks after the riot would also be known as Inauguration Day. Okay, January 6th, January 20th. They make it sound like, you know, he he couldn't stay there any longer. Hey, for somebody who's breaking the law, what do they say about Trump, right? He's lawless. You notice how he's complying with the law every step of the way? He's got lawyers all over the place. They're filing motions. They're showing up in court when he's directed to show up in court. He left the White House on January 20th as president and arrived in Mar-a-Lago as president. I keep pointing that out to people. That documents case is the silliest case. Not the best case. It's the silliest case. Uh, I know that because... Not to boast again, but when I was a Marine Corps officer, I handled classified material. It's no big deal. They're counting on the people not understanding that, being somehow impressed. Oh, oh my gosh, this is so sensitive. This is so special. Releasing classified documents in Washington, D.C. is sport, S-P-O-R-T, and it's done all the time. Thank you, New York Times. Be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. I am going to get my hot little hands. I don't know why. Some I knew this guy used to say it like, I'm going to get my hot little I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to believe anything until I get my hot little hands on it. I want to get this new book about Kamala Harris. Uh, it's supposed to be a devastating uh, portrayal. Uh, lots of interesting little juicy factoids about her. And Joe Biden can't stand her. Nobody likes her. She's totally incompetent. And uh, yet she's the vice president of the United States. Okay, Nikki Haley. Boy, oh, boy, she's feeling her mojo. Why would she be feeling this confident? Because she's becoming a rich woman. That's why it doesn't matter. I've seen this before when you're when you're so just when you're hooked up, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the little people think. She's got this gravy train going. But do me a favor. We were just talking about her husband and the military deployment. She actually was talking about it last night. Hmm. Go ahead. Now, you know, I'm the proud wife of a combat veteran who served in Afghanistan. He was deployed when I was governor. He left me as a single mom governor, and yes, we are still married. God bless him. But you know, when he came back home to us, that was a lot of prayers answered. But that was the easy part. When we got home, life got hard. Michael couldn't hear loud noises. He couldn't be in crowds. 
Life had passed him by for the year that he was gone, and the transition. Now, you know I'm All right, she's talking about he had PTSD. Number one, that's private if he did have it. And number two, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, has been over-diagnosed, right? There is way too much talk about PTSD. It's become very, very fashionable, right, to talk about. And it's been a thing for a long time. It actually started with him back in Nam, you know, waking up in cold sweats, right? All that stuff. Flashback. The word flashback. You've heard of flashbacks. I had flashbacks back to combat. And you relive dream. That's actually not what flashback means. I know what a flashback is, right? A flashback literally is this. And I, I had a powerful demonstration of it myself. And I've seen some stuff. But um, when you see a muzzle flash in war, right? Oh, boy, that's a fla- that's incoming fire. You see a little flash off in the distance or maybe up close. That means a bullet might be headed your way. And I noticed about a week after I got back from Iraq, I was looking at a building and somebody on the other building took a picture. And I just kind of momentarily braced like that was a, a shot. You know, I didn't I didn't hit the deck and start yelling and screaming. All right. I just for a moment. Oh, that it was a um, I would call it deja vu. Remember, nobody ever talks about deja vu. Deja vu. When you when you feel like you've lived something before, not in a previous life, but just, you know, you've seen the same view or the moment repeats itself somehow. And and that's what a flashback is, not the waking up in a cold sweat, nightmares. And what a convenient crutch, PTSD. Sounded like Michael didn't want to go to the mall, quite frankly. I don't think he wanted to hang out with Nikki. Ah, who knows? All right, very quickly. Oh, we haven't heard from this guy in a while. Adam on the bus. What's up, Adam? How you doing, sir? I'm out here doing Uber Eats on my days off, what I'm doing now. I love it. You're hustling. Oh, yeah, I got to make money. Um, You always talk about the January 6th stuff. What I wanted to say is mm. the Republicans got the House and they can form their own January 6th committee. Why aren't they doing it? Because they know they, they're going to get stuff they don't want to hear. Did you want to, could you figure that out for them, please? No, 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 no. First of all, there is a, a January 6th uh, su- subcommittee. There is, there is. I'll tell you what it is, and I, I've said this too there, Adam. I am frustrated with uh, the Republicans. I have been all along. A lot of them feel, mm, they don't feel confident in challenging the Capitol Police because the Capitol Police are up there and they do favors for them and they have a relationship with them. So they don't want to be seen as critical of Capitol Police. And Capitol Police have guns and, uh, you know, they drive them around. So they're they're kind of conflicted. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I, Adam, sometimes you get the idea that I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican. All right. I am uh, I'm nothing. I am unregistered. I, I, I vote in general elections. I don't I can't uh, vote in primaries. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a disappointment. And no, the Democrats, what they did in deleting all of that crap. That's a crime, baby. That is a crime. Liz Cheney is a criminal, just like her old man.